0: There are a number of people who, in love, promise to die for their lovers, but only a few, a few, the Surme, the sheer, the Warriors, the Ranjays, the ones who sacrifice themselves for their motherlands, their country, their Janmabhumi, roaring like the lions, they go down running into the battlefields, these brave men. Go into the wars, shouting the war cries, remembering the god with eyes red and wanting the enemy's blood and nothing else. The Almighty watches on them from the heavens and eye. Like lightning, they strike down on the shwen. The enemy at this point is just the prize. and at that moment all its strategies fail. Their morale falls and their minds get fear-stricken. The battle does not say a battle then, it just becomes a mere walkover. And warriors at dusk win the battle drums are beaten showing that the enemy has fled away the ones who get sacrificed for their motherland are never afraid of anything even if death knocks on their door they answer it with a smile on their face they do not die they live forever they become amar talking about bharat with its great huge himalayas in the north the dangerous waters surrounding it on three sides The calm but hot desert in the west Is the land of many heroes, legends, brave and valiant tales It is the land where millions of such a kind are born It is the land where many wars have been fought Mahabharata being one of the greatest The battles of Panipat, the war of independence, Indo-Pak wars, the Indo-China war and so on The 1971 Indo-Pak war was one of its kind as one third of the Pakistani army surrendered. It lasted only 13 days resulting in the one and only public surrender till date and the largest surrender after the World War II. In this episode we will be summarizing the 1971 Indo-Pak war. Morning the Kisan, Sare The stroke of the midnight hour when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. Leaving my family just a piece of cake for what I had in mind. Thanking my guardian angel for what it had bestowed upon me. My dream had finally come true, for I had become a soldier. Like a beast, I fought for my motherland, for everyone, so that they have a good night's sleep, for I was a soldier. And as every story has an ending, so did mine. Shot in my head, breathing my last, still fighting, still scaring death. I said my last prayers, remembered my family. I had at last returned the debt of my country. Now I am up here. I have finally become one of the stars. I have finally become one in a million. I have at the end become one of the eternal warriors. I have finally become a soldier. The Indo Pakistan War of nineteen seventy one was majorly fought because of the ignorance of the Western Pakistan towards the cyclone struck East Pakistan and hence millions of East Pakistanis took refuge in India and the then Indian government supported the East Pakistan. When the Pakistani Air Force intruded into the Indian territory, the Indian Air Force's pirates engaged in a dogfight with Pakistan and drew first blood for the war. Yahya Khan, the then Pakistan dictator, with his strategy to send troops to the western front of India thinking India would be busy handling the situation of East Pakistan failed. The brave soldiers of the Indian armed forces gave an astonishing response to the Pakistani army and marched forward into the enemy territory on all fronts the indian action relied on leadership speed logistics and accuracy and exploited the weakness in enemy's positions resulting in swift victory the pakistani side could not match the superiority and speed with which the indian armed forces were attacking right from day one besides the pakistani side also lacked intelligence strategy and the troops were demoralized and ill equipped to fight hence they faced big losses and yielded in less than a fortnight. There was a panic in the Pakistani Eastern Command's military leadership commanded by Lieutenant General A. A. K. Niazi. Indian advances demoralized the Pakistani soldiers and subsequently the Indian Army encircled Dhaka. On 16 December, an ultimatum was issued to surrender and on hearing the ultimatum, Lieutenant General A.A.K. Niazi surrendered and signed the instrument of surrender to Lieutenant General J.S. Arora of the Indian Army. On the same day Pakistan called for ceasefire and surrendered its combined military to Indian Army. 93,000 troops were taken as prisoners of war thereby ending war and with that the objective of liberating East Pakistan was realized and the new nation Bangladesh was born. On 16 December 1971, India won a decisive victory over Pakistan after a 13 day war that led to the creation of Bangladesh. While it was a short and decisive war, 4,000 soldiers were killed and more than 8,000 were injured. Now we'll talk about the foreign influences in the war. The Soviet Union sympathized with the East Pakistanis and supported the Indian Army and Mukti Bahini's incursion against Pakistan during the war. In a broader view of recognizing that the succession of East Pakistan as independent Bangladesh would weaken the position of its rivals, the United States and China. The Soviet Union gave assurances to India that if a confrontation with the United States or China developed, it would take countermeasures. This assurance was enshrined into the Indo-Soviet Treaty of Friendship and Cooperation, signed in August, 1971. The United States stood with Pakistan by supporting it morally, politically, economically and materially. The U.S. establishment perceived to the impression that they needed Pakistan to help stop Soviet influence in South Asia in an informal alliance with India. During the Cold War, Pakistan was a close formal ally of the United States and had also close relations with the People's Republic of China, with whom Nixon had been negotiating a rapprochement and where he intended to visit in February 1972. Nixon feared that an Indian invasion of Pakistan would mean total Soviet domination of the region and that it would seriously undermine the global position of the United States and the regional position of america's new tactical ally china overall the war stripped pakistan into two separate nations and with nearly one third of its army in captivity it clearly established india's military and political dominance of the subcontinent india successfully led a diplomatic campaign to isolate Pakistan and skillfully manipulate Pakistan's supporting countries to limit the extent of support to Pakistan. In addition, Prime Minister Indira Gandhi's state visit to the United Kingdom and France further helped break ice with the United States and blocked any pro-Pakistan resolution in the United Nations. There was also a meeting between Prime Minister Gandhi and President Nixon in November 1971 where she rejected the US advice against intervening in the conflict. In 1972, regarding the Indo-Pak War of 1971, the Shemla Agreement was signed by Prime Minister Indra Gandhi and President Zulfiqar Ali Bhutto of Pakistan on 2nd July 1972 and was much more than a peace treaty seeking to reverse the consequences of the 1971 war That is, to bring about withdrawals of troops. It was a comprehensive blueprint for good neighborly relations between India and Pakistan. Under the Simla agreement, both countries undertook to stop conflict and confrontation which had disrupted the relations in the past and to work towards the establishment of durable peace, friendship and cooperation. The Shimla agreement contains a set of guiding principles mutually agreed by India and Pakistan which both sides would adhere to while managing relations with each other. These emphasize respect for each other's territorial integrity and sovereignty, non-interference in each other's internal affairs, respect for each other's unity, political independence, equality, and abjuring hostile propaganda. But as fate would have it, Pakistan broke the similar agreement which resulted in the Kargil War of 1999. We will talk more about Kargil War in the episodes to come. Till then, Jai Kisan, Jai Jawan, Jai Hind. nalua, nalua.